This is the Podcast Derby, a Blacklist podcast for this week's episode, Luther Braxton, number 21. So let's get right into it. I'm Brian, he's Dave, and it's uh, the premiere of the second half of season two, and a uh, good episode. It uh, was It was a good episode. Had some star uh, power in it that helped, and... Uh, I, I'm a big Ron Perlman fan, kind yeah. of, kind of always have been. Yeah, fan of Ron Perlman, and he plays this guy well. He seems to play this type of guy a lot. Uh, yeah. The badass that can just do whatever and has great charisma, and people follow him. And uh, you know, he's but he's got the great voice, the great uh, presence on screen. So excited to see that. And this is a part one of a two-parter to start the season. Uh, second half of the season, and it seems like we're they're taking a good approach because they're jumping into giving us a lot of stuff that we're going to be able to they're, look they're forward to teasing us with with a lot of stuff. Exactly. Uh, so we we got a lot out of this with the fulcrum, which was mentioned was it earlier this season? Oh God, yeah, it was a while ago, and I wrote down. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that because honestly, when the show fulcrum. ended before Leverage. the holidays, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but when the show ended before the holidays, I was kind of wondering where they're going to go next, and we kind of talked about it, you know, what was going to be there next, because you know, we had the whole thing with uh, Peter Stormare and um, all that stuff, the Decemberist being in the Alan Alda character eliminated, and uh, kind of all the conflicts that we had brewing throughout the first half of the season we're all wrapped up. So we didn't know where we were going next and, Oh, okay, let's bring back the fulcrum. And we still got that Illuminati group who now seems to be headed up by David, uh, Strathern. The cabal. The cabal. Yes. <laughs> what he called it. And, uh, he's, a, he's another star power guy. I mean, big movie actor has been, and has played that kind of character a lot. He played it in the Jason Bourne movies and he's, uh, that shadow director type. Exactly. That that kind of guy. So it's, you know, they're, they're setting up, like I said, good star power to go up against it. You, so we're going to have some good scenes. You know, we kind of started to have some with this one with uh, Ron Perlman and James Spader. And we'll get more, I'm sure, down the road as uh, David Strathern will have one with Red. Yeah, I'm hoping they pull in, uh, they pulled in some kind of mid-level stars for some of this. Alan Alda, who is, who was big in the day last, you know, yeah. two decades, he's been mid-level and well-known, but hasn't done anything huge. Perlman's on that step of almost an A-lister. Uh, he, he's, I, I really can't call him an A-lister. Right. Just, but he's done he's popular awesome. stuff. He's great. We love him. But yeah. I mean, the Sons of Anarchy stuff. I mean, he's well-known for that. That's a cult show. He's, he's yeah. Uh, but, can't you know Hellboy? What else has he really been? The store in Short of Sons of Anarchy, Hellboy. I mean, I'm yeah. He was in Alien Resurrection. He was in Pacific Rim recently. He's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, but he, but he's recognizable. You know, you see oh, him, you see him on the screen. Like, oh, that guy. You know, so it's yeah. not like you know you don't know who the guy is. Like most of the bad guys of the week. You know, we had Peter Fonda. You know, last half season, and you, know, you get some guys in there that it does I help think, the show 
taking that step up with some bigger stars. I hope they do. Yeah. Um, I like the I like the concept of the guest star. I do too. Anyway, which was really really done heavily in the eighties with the Magnum PIs and the um, sure uh, uh, Murder She Wrote. You know your your other celebrity love affair there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah they... bringing that back. I hope they kind of do it a little bit. Yeah, so so nothing wrong with what they're doing here. So, you know, getting right into the show, uh, Red is, you know, arrested Hong Kong. Obviously, it was a planned thing. I don't think it was any surprise to any of us. You know, Red doesn't get captured unless he wants to. And, you know, for the point of the show, we knew it was certainly intentional. And to be in the right place at the right time, to be captured by the right unit, to be taken to the right spot. Exactly. He knew exactly what to do and where to go. I thought that, you know, when the CIA had him and the FBI units, like, running around, they've checked all their resources. Nobody knows where Red could be. The CIA got him. CIA is not telling. I'm like, you know, it wouldn't be great if we still had Agent Malik around, the CIA chick from season one who got killed off, you know, if we had her around to find find out where he was. But then it really didn't matter because they found him right away. It was like during the commercial break we found, oh, we found him. He's on the oil rig. Yeah, and I kind of like they didn't make it a whole big thing. It was like uh, we came together, we talked, we did our jobs. The intelligence community kind of did what we needed to do. Okay. Right. Uh, so that, that was good. And now they go get him. So it's on the factory, which is this oil rig-looking uh, um, prison. So oh. you know, right out of uh, the movie Face oh. Off. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's where all the bad guys in the world are. And okay, fine, whatever. Uh, you know, that's going to be in this type of world that that's being created by this show. But I had <laughs> serious issues with that, that but, whole thing, but the dumb idea, which I'm glad it was recognized as being a dumb idea within the show by, uh, Harold Cooper was that let's also store like all of our most important secrets there too. Yeah. Okay. So, Oh my God. Um, all, all, just technology problems in general, yes. all over this freaking thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, number one, they, they before I go into like the actual technology stuff, they they drop the the, the gas into the vents into yes. their little operation center, right? Yes. Operation centers by design will always have their own HVAC system. That won't work. I've worked in operation centers for game companies that have their own HVAC systems. The government's going to do better than that on something like that, just to make sure that type of thing does not happen. Right. I mean, that was, I was like, really, it's a little thing over the door. They pried it open with a screwdriver and dropped in gas. No. No, 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 that's not how this works. (laughs) It's just, oh, that made me so mad. On top of that, that type of network thing, Trust me, you can shut it down real fast. <laughs> no, they made it so it's like, going to take hours to uh, shut down, and we'd have to blow up the satellite and everything. Uh, maybe if we had 4G <laughs> on a little hot spot, we could go in and just shut off the firewall and kill the VPN connection, and oh, right. we're done. <laughs> I'll just remotely reboot that router and delete its config. Done. Yep. It takes 10 seconds. Trust me, it can be done. Uh, Point to point. Uh, Got to do it at the other side. Okay, done. These things do not take that long. This is completely ridiculous. Am I? Am I positive? <laughs> ah, recording issues. Okay, we're back on. Okay, so yeah, you had the tropiness of all the uh, 
guys being at the bad at the same spot, all the bad guys in one prison at one time when everything can go wrong. You knew something was going to go wrong, and it happened. But I knew you'd have a big problem with all of the uh, technical stuff because it was just a mess. I just uh, uh, and they were in the Bering Sea, right? Yes, yes. I think I wrote that right, down. Hold on, where is? Because I had another kind of really interesting. Uh, he was arrested in Hong Kong. He went to he went to South Korea a lot. Was going on at once. So hold on. So we're looking uh, up on the think, internet. See, it's Bull Bearing Sea. So anyway, you look that up. Okay, right. so okay. See, it's basically between. Uh, uh, whatever that that place is between Russia and Alaska, right? Kind of right. halfway out in the middle. Yeah, of that, right. So they launched two jets, two F-22s from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. I happen to know, right, beyond shot of a doubt, where Wright-Patterson Air Force Base because my brother was born there. Okay. It's in Ohio. Okay. And they just can get, outside date. And they can get there in so, twenty-four minutes, which. No. <laughs> no. No, or no, in firing no. range in 24 minutes. <laughs> no, 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 not from Wright Patterson. So, any any crazy military listeners, correct me, yeah. please. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> F2s can't get from from there. Uh, not, I mean, you, that's suborbital to be able to get that far that fast. That is that is thousands of miles, thousands of miles, mm-hmm. right? I mean, from from Ohio to the West Coast is easily two thousand miles plus. Yeah, so we were it goes two thousand miles an hour, right? <laughs> so, which so. is twice much than it will take an hour <laughs> just to get to Washington State. Okay. So, so it, it, again, if this can be done, yes, definitely let us know. But it does seem like, yeah, the, I, I didn't catch the name of the base when they mentioned it, but uh, I assumed that. Uh, it was closer than that, so uh, being uh, that far away, yeah, that that's an issue there. I don't know. It's like they were just trying to throw a bunch of stuff at us um, in the whole thing of blowing up the server room or to, to blow up the server room. And um, But back to your point earlier, just shutting down the server remotely, I mean, they would have had abilities to do that, uh, you know, if and – Anyway, it, it wouldn't take them two hours, and they wouldn't have to rip down the whole network. I wouldn't think, because wouldn't no, no, they no, no, wouldn't no. they have some sort of failsafe plan should that ever happen? I mean, you wouldn't be detonation bombs and that whole thing where little bomb bay doors open and the whole shit falls into the ocean. Right, and there's freaking sharks with laser beams on their heads <laughs> down there to to eat that server alive. Right, this seemed to be eat a bass something. I don't know. It seemed to be a poorly planned thing, and and when it all starts with uh, Ron Perlman breaking out when he sets the uh, electrocution of the door, uh, you know what's the first thing they do? They send two guards in to just run into a smoky room right after him, and of course all hell breaks loose in there, and uh, they come out in flames, and he comes out with the guns. And that's the thing; they smoke to that room, and he just kind of you know closed his mouth and held his breath for a little while. You know he smokes the uh, server room, or not the server room, the uh, operations room. Um, you know, a little later on and, you know, they got to wear gas masks to go in there and those guys die. Now, of course, it could be different gas you're telling me, so that's fine. But um, he seemed well, he, obviously he was knowledgeable of the uh, the procedures, but 
hey, it's part of the like, show. Guess, these guys, these guys were elite. These guys were elite guys, so they knew what to do. He, like everyone else, were all in there by like like Red. They were all in there by design. Right. Um, you know, they let themselves get caught to be able to get to where they are, and they were so, all in like one room, like the the, the little room that where all their cells were were in one room. So they all somehow got locked up in there as well. Even though there's what a thousand other inmates, the guys on his team were all locked up in that one room. You know, he pushes buttons and just unlocks them and it comes in and it was like character introduction, you know, while they're being introduced by uh you know, back yeah. at our FBI headquarters while we're talking about the guys that are in there. You know, it's going around the room and each door's opening up and here they come out, grab guns and off they go. <laughs> It's the interpolation. So kind of okay with that. It was. You, you had the Con Air feel. You had the Rock feel. It was very Bruckheimerish type movie, Michael Bay feel. But uh, Michael Bay, not the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the stupid hostage negotiator. Oh my god! You know, you, you knew yeah. you knew where that was going immediately. I mean, I wanted to shoot the hostage negotiator myself. Um, yeah. See how this goes, bam! Oh, God. Well, but what I thought was interesting is before the you know they before they had hostages before they uh, when Lizzie and and everybody gets uh, lands the helicopter and they arrive at the location, the the bad guys come storming out and just start shooting at all of them, obviously with the intent to kill them all and then just take them prisoner. I mean, they were shooting everybody else up until this point. Yeah, and I didn't think that those guys were you know those guys weren't you know they were grunts. What what made them smart enough to all of a sudden stop what they're doing and then take them prisoner, thinking, "Oh, we should use these as hostages." I didn't. It, it was it was an all out firefight for a second, and then turned into hostage takeover. Obviously, you kill them, we don't have a show. But one of those in real life that you know, yeah, real life that wouldn't happen. So, but obviously, we get Red uh, buys his way out of it with the help of a guard. And uh, he's got his own assets in there, so he was ready to roll. Yeah, I like I like that line. There's not a prison on earth where I don't know at least a few guys. Right. Uh, I was like, yeah, okay, you know, I, I kind of like that. I like the little side thing where he lets one guy out just to kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have a job here. You're here because, blam. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh... hey, that was one of those almost keeping everybody else in line at the same time, as horrible as that sounds. Right. Um, you know, it's in IT, we do that. We take one of the old laptops out and take a hammer to it every once in a while, and all the other laptops stay in line, you know. Um, <laughs> if, if you all don't think we do that, we do, trust me. It, no, you're absolutely right. And I think, it, you know, it's, it's, it's Red's way. So it's, you know, it was a fun scene. Uh, then obviously Red and Luther know each other quite well uh they had a belgrad belgrad thing back which you know felt like something out of uh the avengers where we remember budapest very differently uh that's just what that whole kind of dialogue back and forth uh luther yeah. luther claims to have bested red there and red remembers it quite differently and then we have the master code the uh the back oh yeah the nice little eight digit boring code <laughs> The the uh, the war Again, game the war games no, backdoor no no <laughs> no no that code no oh my goodness no code would ever be like that seriously I know. that was right out of war games uh, so. 
It would have you know, been great if it had been the exact same code. If it was Joshua. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Uh, so really, then then you get into the whole thing about the fulcrum, uh, which is obviously important information that'll bring down the the Illuminati group. And Red, we believed in the past, uh, had had that. Uh, comes to find out that he knew he didn't have it, but he was bluffing that he did, and that but basically kept him alive. Yeah, he knows where it is and what what to do with it. Uh, but Luther doesn't know what it is either, but he knows its value. Or maybe not. Yeah. As Red would well, explain, but I mean, I mean, he he put in there, you know, I know, I know about the house, the fire, the girl. Yep. So, which is obviously, we know about the house, the fire, the girl. Um, so, right. And Red told Lizzie just a little while earlier when they were in the boiler room there that, uh, you know, <laughs> they, they can't get the fulcrum <laughs> without her. Yeah. So she's going to be the password to it in some sense. So. She's going to be important to the fulcrum. Red knows what it is, meaning Red might have created it. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, how is I she just, important to it to you know, gain access to it? Um, and Red would know that. And you know, Red obviously used to do a lot of things for intelligence, so could have been some sort of thing he was compiling. It's interesting, though, that the CIA, I mean, it obviously brings into play, though, that the fact that the CIA is part of the Illuminati, as would be, because well, it, this is their at database. Least the, uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's all in there. It's, it was all intelligence in there. So FBI, sure. it's all kind of the central hub. I, I get kind of the concept behind it. But who would have access uh, to that and know what it is to recognize it? Um, yeah, a lot going on there. Again, this was a setup show. There's, there's, uh, it teased everything that's going to happen this season, and we're going to have uh, a lot to talk about as we move forward. Uh, I enjoyed how it flowed to the end there, and we got a nice, you know, badass red moment walking through the uh, compound. Uh, yeah, I'm going to need that shotgun. Blam! Yeah, <laughs> was a massive man. That was so one of the largest the men I've ever seen shotgun. on screen. How long are you going to take it from him? <laughs> Uh, aren't you supposed to be like a criminal mastermind at some point? <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> all seem, real... that's the thing. All the guys that were just kind of like, um, like a gen pop, like a really bizarre. Yeah. Well, all the guys that were just kind of fighting amongst themselves in, in the courtyard there just seem like regular criminals, but these are supposed to be, you know, the, the baddest of the bad in this place. But yeah, I guess not. It, you you got to have silly conflict along the way and. You know, every prison has grunts. So uh, yeah, uh, let's see Hi. what other things I liked about the episode. Um, Red had two of his stories. Yeah, I caught that too. It was like, oh, we get it is a pleasant surprise. We get two. Yeah. <laughs> Talks about uh, Bruno uh, getting caught in the uh, air ducts. Air ducts. Uh, just after Lizzie gets out of them. <laughs> I was that was I, that was an uncomfortable scene for me. I'm I'm claustrophobic and I can't 
I'm, and that was a big white one compared to yeah. some of the other ones. So it was, it was some manageable. But... I'm incredibly claustrophobic. There are certain um, movies I could never see any sort of movie or scene where somebody's, you know, trapped in a, you know, being buried alive or something like that just freaks me out. And I need to get up and walk around the room. You know, I just, it, it drives yeah, me crazy. Yeah. I feel like I'm trapped in there as well. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah uh, cl- crawling through that is not something I would have volunteered for. Luckily, I'm a much bigger uh-huh. person than she is, so I would never have uh, qualified for that <laughs> task. <laughs> uh, and then the other one about the uh, the fish in Mexico that uh, learned to adapt to their new environment and uh, kind of talking about himself. Uh, yeah, I, I wrote that I wrote that line down in particular. I really thought think about what I once was. Right. Uh, and that's really kind of telling and a very, it, it's actually kind of a deep telling thing. And he's a very deep guy anyway, but even for him, it's, uh, yeah. Cause you know. he went on to say that if he were, if he did think about it and could show to be that person again, you know, would, would people look at him differently again? Could he be good again? Uh, yeah. could he be that guy? And, uh, that's probably why he doesn't think about it because it's, a lot of people say, you know, too many words have been said, you know, it's too far gone. Uh, and that would be uh, the situation for him there. So, but I guess we're going to have set up for next week. I don't, or ne- next episode, which would be this, uh, this week uh, for the, the two parter. Uh, we'll get resolution to at least uh, this immediate storyline and probably set up for the rest of the uh, season. I don't expect to get any answers this week uh, with this two-parter other than just a f- furthermore going over the teasers for the se- for the rest of the season, what the arc is going to be. So uh, later season speculation, is there anybody else in this episode that we are going to see later? For instance, I think the uh, the CIA director is that who he, what was that dude's name? You know D- what I'm talking about, David um, uh, David Strathern. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to see him again. I think it's really. I think we feel confident in that. Maybe the other gal, uh, yep. the the liaison. Uh, what about any of the prisoners? Yeah, I was wondering uh, that if if we would stumble upon them German because Delhi guy or, or uh, even with Devlin or whatever the the guard, mm-hmm. he took kind of a shining to him. You know, kind of an odd. I almost wonder if he'll come back and take a, a Dembe type role. Or I, yeah, I do. I think, I think he, it'd be cool if he did. I think it would be a neat little thing. I think he teased it. I think because he even said, "I think you need to think about a new line of work." Um, yeah, and maybe you know he'll bring him under his wing and have him be one of his um, one of his assets. Uh, that'd be cool because they. It was a character that I thought they could have honestly just have killed off, but the fact that they didn't. Um, means that we could probably see him again. I think it'd be kind of fun if we did. Because they could have had him say, you know, go with Red saying, no, Red, I'm with you all the way, and they go through the courtyard, and, you know, he gets killed in the courtyard, and Red has a touching moment saying, see, I told you you should have gotten a new line of work, and then moves on. You know, and and that would have felt in place in the show, but it didn't. So, like you said, there's no point in having that character Unless it's going to be an important character later, and 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 he's done that a lot, and you know we saw quite a few characters along the way, you know, come in and out, and so I, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad thing. And the other guys, I mean, maybe the fact that he let them go and they were useful to a point, 
Um, he might draw upon them again. Uh, as far as the other ones with uh, Luther, I expect them all probably to get killed in the next episode. Bummer. So. Luther would be kind of a fun recurring uh, uh, Berlin-type bad guy, although you didn't get really the impression that he was much more than a very accomplished thief. Um, he, I mean, he's in this for the money, and he kind of said that at the end. You know, I know it's worth a lot. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's like the master thief, the guy who can put a job together, but he's not the one to create the jobs. Um, yeah. Usually, he's you know he'd be an assassin type guy, unless you know, you know somehow Red pulls him into his organization, which I doubt. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the show has shown though that they tend to kill off uh, the bad guys when their usefulness is no longer needed. Uh, and those that they haven't, we've seen again. So, with one exception, which was the quote unquote Tom's lover. We haven't seen her again. Yes, but I we will. I would. Ex- yeah. I will expect that we will. So, um, we'll see. I mean, we'll know in the in part two how that rolls. So, any other last minute thoughts you have on this one? Um, I love the Bruce Lee reference. Yes, I love how he kind of took it down from uh, you know Nietzsche. super yeah. <laughs> yeah, to, to Bruce Lee, and had a very very quality Bruce Lee. Uh, so we learned exactly how many people outside of the post office know uh, about his involvement, which is forty one people yep. uh, in the government. Yep. Uh, it's kind of interesting. It is. It is. I mean, that seems like a lot of people, but it's actually pretty. You know, pretty low key. You can get a ball in one conference call pretty easy. Yes. Uh, so, pretty. Uh, what else do I got? Um, I'm actually going to make an attempt to record the Today Show on Thursday. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I did commercial. see that they're going to be interviewed uh, on the set. So that I'm, I'm hoping to check that out as well. So I think that'll be. I think that'll be kind of neat. And uh, those... that's it. Okay, and to note, though, the show will be moving forward on Thursdays, so you'll have to look for us uh, then. This one's Sunday, but the normal Monday night slot's been moved to Thursday, the new night of TV. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. I think it's a better day of the week for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be at 9 o'clock, not 10 Eastern, which is better what's, for uh, me as What's well. it going to compete against on Thursdays? I have no Thursdays idea. Thursdays TV. Yeah, because well, Thursday, Thursday used to be NBC's comedy lineup, and it looks like they're going they're doing a bunch of thrillers on there. So uh, I don't know what it goes up against because I again I don't watch too much network TV, so I don't know what they're going up against there. Uh, but it's probably a good time slot, and they're getting away from the Voice, which is good, so they could put the blacklist on earlier. I think that is going to help them get um, a better um, ratings, which they're doing well anyway. I like. Did you see the voice Thunderdome commercial? That made me laugh. That was actually kind of good. Yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, Super Bowl commercials tonight. Uh, that one was actually pretty good. So, all right. Well, let us know what you think about the uh, opener of uh, the second half of Season 2 and uh, what your thoughts are for the rest of this season. You can uh, email us at uh, blacklist at podcastturbia.com or just uh, hit us up on Facebook or uh, Twitter at uh, podcastturbia. And, uh, you know, give us iTunes reviews and such. We do enjoy that. So uh, check us out again uh, na- uh, for the next episode, which will be the part two to this Luther Braxton episode, number 21. And we will see you next time. Night, everybody. <laughs>